3: Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Covering the live betting
4: angles for every game, this is VCN Live Bet Tonight with Femi Ababafe and Wes Reynolds on VCN, the
1: Sports Betting Network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. Femia Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds, a live betting extravaganza. So if you don't have a bet leading up to the game, we'll try to find you one over the course of the next three hours. Make sure to hit us up on Twitter. At VEASAN Live is where you can find the show. At Wes Reynolds 1 is where you can find Wes. At Femia is where you can find me. And while on Twitter, make sure you use the hashtag VEASAN Live Bet if you have a bet or a question. We'll discuss it here on the show. Coming up, we turn our attention to the Hardwood, the headliner being a top 25 matchup in the Big 12 between Kansas and Baylor. There's also seven games on the NBA card this evening with another national TV doubleheader, Hawks, Bulls, and Progress, Grizzlies, Kings tipping off at the top of the hour. Later in the show, we'll recap the live betting swings from the divisional weekend in the NFL, wins, losses, and lessons learned from the in-game betting extravaganza. And uh, I have, I think one of each in all three of those categories there. So we'll break that down coming up later on the show. But first, Wes, is there a live bit that we can make right now?
4: Uh, I actually did just make one in the NBA. I bet under 270 and a half, Milwaukee in Detroit. All right. As of now, 809 left to go, 130 to 99, Milwaukee over Detroit, all over the Pistons. Uh, so 229 have been scored as of right now, if my math is correct. So uh, 270 and a half, so... Less than forty-one and a half in the final eight minutes would uh, suit us just fine. As uh, what else would suit me just fine is uh, if Virginia Tech can make both foul shots here. Mm-hmm. They are up seventy-seven to seventy-five. I laid the money line overnight minus one forty to disclose, basically two and a half in the market here. So three point six left to go. Hokies on a seven-game losing streak. Got there with them on Saturday, barely plus two at Clemson, but their profile is a lot better. They just they just. Mm-hmm. Been getting the variance against him. And sometimes that happens in college basketball. So uh, uh, Virginia Tech going to try to finish it off. Dariq Whitehead, by the way, the uh, star freshman for Duke, or one of their many star freshmen, uh, on crutches here, watching in the tunnel, did uh, hurt himself. I don't know how long. I haven't been able to see an update on how long that injury is going to be. But nevertheless, back to business, Michael Collins Jr., 80% on the season but hasn't taken one tonight. If he hits two here, Virginia Tech's going to snap that seven-game losing streak. He hits the first.
1: There you go. So it's a three-point game now with 3.9 seconds to go. Uh, Real quick, because this game's going to tip off right after this game between Duke and Virginia Tech. That's Kansas-Baylor. The Bears laying two. Total 149.5 here in what's kind of been a back-and-forth market, it feels like.
4: Yeah, and, and I bet Kansas in the overnight at plus three. Of course, Kansas has now lost two in a row. was against them on Saturday. They got whacked at home by TCU. Yeah, but what was up with that? Yeah, they. I, I didn't expect them to get beat that bad, but TCU is an absolute no-doubter. Uh, Bill Self, after a loss, obviously, you know, very good against the number, 68%. And uh, well, let me interrupt that really quickly. He missed the second foul shot. Duke's going to take a timeout, 3.2 left to go. Hokies, but back to KU, after a loss, Bill Self 63% at KU, 88-14 and straight up. Mm -hmm. Baylor's gotten the better of them. In Waco, though, the last couple years, Baylor was 0-3 to start the league. But, uh, you know, one of the things that, you know, you, you worry about from a Baylor standpoint is they really don't generate a lot of offense at the rim. Not that Kansas has a lot of size down there necessarily, but Baylor is basically, you know, ISO, ISO, ISO with the, uh, you know, with the guards, with Keontae George and company. Uh, but they, they've been efficient in the, in the mid-range jump shots, which are not the best shots to take, as we know, but they've been making them. So, you know, Kansas, uh, you know, they're going to get ISO opportunities, but are they going to make them? Uh, quick turnaround, obviously, for both teams. They both played Saturday Big Monday here in the Big Twelve, but I'm going to go with who I think is the better team, and I'm going with KU here, and uh, I would still like it at two, two and a half. uh, But you know, I just don't see, and maybe that's kind of like you know, Mr. Obvious or Mr. Square Me. I don't see the Jayhawks losing three in a row.
1: Yeah, I mean, a team of that profile and caliber, you typically don't see that Kansas coming off the loss to the Kansas State last Tuesday, then the embarrassing loss that Wes alluded to, 83 to 60 on Saturday at home against TCU uh, another game at six o'clock. That's about to tip off here in the new Mexico and Nevada over in Reno. Wolf pack three and a half total one forty-eight.
4: I use Nevada in a money line parlay. Nevada, uh, yeah. New Mexico, by the way, is ranked once again. This is the old uh, uh, Steve Alford noodles and yeah. Uh Both former head coaches at university of New Mexico down in Albuquerque uh, uh, are getting uh rich Pacino and the Lobos to come into Reno tonight. But look, They've been undefeated actually against UNM uh, uh, since Alford and noodles Neal took over there in Reno. But this is the best New Mexico team that they have had. Uh, if you look though, you know, they, they are like short and mid range guys, New Mexico with a uh, house and with uh, Jamal Mashburn, junior Nevada has kind of struggled to defend that a little bit, but uh, New Mexico can be had at the rim. They got the worst rim defense in the mountain West. So, Reno, UNR should get the shots that they want, you would think, at the rim tonight. So uh, I went Moneyline Parlay, actually, okay. with that. And uh, one of the uh, added board games, I believe it was one of the SWAT games. It was Southern. Extra, extra. Yeah, Southern, as a matter of fact. Extra, extra. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so uh, Southern uh, on a money line with Nevada paid about even money on the money line.
1: All right, there. Uh, th- was it just because you didn't want to pay the price of the the minus? Uh, yeah, three and I felt and a half I was there? a little
4: late. I didn't okay. get it in the overnight when it was two and it was three and yeah, a half. I minus one seventy right now. Okay. Yeah, I think this is their. I think this is their game. So I tried to find something on the board to match it with. Meanwhile, uh, back to Blacksburg. Yeah, let's see what happens. Duke here. is uh, got the inbound here. Three point three left to go. Down three, oh, but stolen stole by Hunter it. Cater, the Look hero of the night. And Virginia Tech is going to uh, end their seven game yeah. losing streak. <laughs> they were one and seven in the league, and a nice steal on in the inbounds by Hunter Cater. Mike Young and his club needed this like blood, and they get it tonight.
1: Yeah, big win there for the Hokies who go ahead and cover as two and a half point favorites the game also goes over the total of 137 so virginia tech and the over favorite in the over baby mm-hmm. as it gets home there in blacksburg so uh, like you mentioned massive win this duke team away from cameron and door it's been very shaky
4: they it's haven't like, been they, very, yeah they they shaky. haven't been getting there and now uh we'll wait to see what the news is on dreek whitehead who is one of the top five yeah. recruits in all of college basketball who went down in the first half uh you know they're, they're they're trying to figure it out here, uh, uh, John Shires Bunch, you know, of what his unit is going to be. You got seven freshmen, you got three transfers, and they hadn't been able to get it done on the road. So uh, we'll see if they can uh, turn around those
1: fortunes in short order. Uh, speaking of getting it done, as we pivot over to the NBA, how about the Orlando Magic? Uh, they're up 105 to 95 Against the Boston Celtics. 304 left to go. No spread or total is being posted right now over at DraftKings. Last check on the money line, the C's were plus 600 here. But Orlando's quietly become like this young, upstart team. Yeah. I know Banquero's been playing well. They got Bull bowl. They have Wagner. Like They have some pieces there that are just young. But if they can kind of start putting it together, maybe a win like this can build some confidence.
4: Yeah, and they're relatively healthy now. I believe Jonathan Isaac uh, just returned. Yeah, he, he has returned. been out. He's got 10 off the bench, by the way. But uh, for the Celtics, uh, no Marcus Smart, no Malcolm Brogdon uh, tonight. So uh, been pretty short-handed. Tatum 26, Brown 26. But nothing really much else for uh, for the Seas tonight as uh, they are down 12 with
1: 249 left to go. Yeah, the the C's uh, hoping to avoid a loss. They lost to the Orlando Magic at home, I believe it was, about a month ago. Mm -hmm. So uh, it has not been great here for Boston. We also have some other games at halftime in the association. So let's take a look at some of these second-half markets. I'm seeing Atlanta and Chicago, one of the national TV games over there in the Windy City. The Bulls up 57-48. And right now the Hawks laying two in the second half, total sitting at 115
4: and a half yeah let me look at the uh at the injuries here because I've been concentrating a lot mainly on the NBA prop markets uh mm-hmm. uh no DeAndre Hunter tonight out with asthma a wu also out with a hamstring issue same guys that have been out for the Bulls Dragic, Alonzo ball obviously uh, uh third game and third game and four nights for the Atlanta Hawks you don't get a lot of those spots anymore with this new schedule in the NBA
1: so not necessarily a surprise that the Bulls are out early Yeah, neither team really shooting the ball particularly well here. Hawks 44% from the field, 25% from beyond the arc. On the Chicago side, they're 46% from the field, and then 31% from three-point range. How about the other game at halftime right now, though, between the Timberwolves and the Houston Rockets? We're all knotted up at 56 here after 24 minutes of play. T-Wolves laying four, total 112.5.
4: Go Bear is back for the uh, Timberwolves tonight. So, these two teams, actually, they just played, I believe, on, uh, on uh, Saturday. Timberwolves got the win in Minneapolis, 113-104. to 104. I uh, did a couple props here. I did Sengun under his points, which is, you know, a little bit more than 50-50 to get there. Jalen Green, his under points, he's already got 20-plus
1: in the first half. So uh, looking like maybe a split there. Anything for you in the Hornets-Jazz game that's about to tip off in Salt Lake City, Utah, 8.5, 236.5? Sorry,
4: uh, the only thing I played was a player prop here, and uh, it was Gordon Hayward, who now is going to get a minutes bump, second game back, Mm -hmm. uh, no LaMelo tonight, no LaMelo ball, no Kelly Oubre Jr., so... Gordon Hayward, by the way, was drafted by the yeah. Utah Jazz. So that's one of those old ones. We, you know, we saw Donovan Mitchell light it up when he played mm-hmm. at Utah a couple of weeks ago. Hayward probably not going to do that much as Mitchell <laughs> did. But, you know, I think Gordon Hayward probably, you know, they, they know that this is his old team and that's where he met his wife and, and, and all of that. So I would expect... Gordon Hayward over 13 and a half points is where I got it. And he is starting tonight, by the way.
1: There we go, expecting a motivated and focused effort from Gordon Hayward as he returns to Salt Lake City in that game. Hornets and the Jazz set to tip off out there in Utah. But early on in Waco bears out to a five nothing lead against the Jayhawks. That atmosphere always electric. When Kansas is in town, I think it's going to be a fun one tonight. We'll be keeping our eyes on that game as well as many others from around the NBA as we're just getting warmed up here on Visa and Live Bets tonight, Don't go away. A lot more on the other side.
4: This is Vzen Live Bet tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds live from the Circus Sportsbook on Vzen, the sports betting
1: network. Welcome back. This is Vzen Live Bet tonight coming to you from the Vzen Studios here at the Circus Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds here we're just hanging out on a Monday night taking in a fun game in Waco. This game just got underway. Top 25 matchup in the Big 12, Kansas and Baylor, and the Bears are out to an 11-7 lead here as we're approaching the first media timeout. I'm currently looking at the Lions over at DK. Uh, The Bears now laying 5.5, total 153.5, so we're off to a pretty good start here from a scoring standpoint. and as it pertains to the side. So probably a little early to figure out what's going to go on, but uh, Baylor looking like they got out to a pretty good start. Baylor
4: kind of getting what they want here in the first less than five minutes or so, as they're already up 13 to seven offensive Ooh. foul now called on Kansas. I believe that's going to be the first television timeout here at the under 16. So 13 to seven Baylor, Fifteen twenty three 15, 23 left to go Baylor out, rebounding them early, four to two, five and nine shooting. They've already made a couple threes. So, uh, just looking at this uh the foul situation, not good for Kansas either. Grady Dick's already picked up two fouls.
1: Yeah, that's not great. That's
4: <laughs> Deontay <laughs> that's... George already has a foul for Baylor, but Grady Dick, so that means uh Bobby Pettiford's gonna have to play a lot of minutes early on here for Kansas. It, and
1: and Grady Dick is like their shooter. He's a guy that's having yeah. space the floor and if he's yeah. not on the floor. Yeah, already it's...
4: already hit a three and he's picked up two fouls already, so that's a big loss for Kansas. At
1: least Further duration, more than likely, in yeah. the first half. Uh, looks like LJ Cryer for Baylor, already seven points on three of four shooting. So uh, the stars are out, but unfortunately one of the stars here for the Jayhawks is going to have to sit on the bench in foul trouble. In the Nevada and New Mexico game, Wolfpack out to a 15-13 lead here uh, as a refresh to get the latest spread and total, because uh, I believe that was taken off the board here momentarily. Yeah, it's, it's still off the board. But uh, last posting, New Mexico plus one forty five on the money line, Nevada minus one eighty there. So the Wolfpack uh, with a two point lead at home in a in a spot where I think a lot of people are mm-hmm. expecting them to come through here in this game. I know it's it's like the whole the the unranked favorite yep. versus the ranked underdog type of situation, which very popular to play. And I play them quite a bit. Did not play this one. I don't have any plays tonight. But uh, I could see Nevada coming through with a big performance, with it being. A, a ranked opponent in their and, building. And
4: this is a, you know, a big game for, uh, for Nevada Reno here, because they, they've got a very good record. I think they're like 50th in the Can Palm, New Mexico, by the way, back into the top 25. But, you know, Reno has been really good at home this year at the Lawler events center. They beat Boise state who looks like they're right there at San Diego state in contention in terms of the mountain West conference they drilled Utah state, uh, ended up drilling them. I think that was a close game with like five minutes left to go. And I, I remember it was on a Friday night. I think UNR went on like a 20 to nothing run or something absolutely silly. And, uh, uh got Utah state at home, uh, lost at Boise in the rematch on, uh, last Tuesday, but they've had a little bit of extra prep time. Almost a week off did not play over the weekend. So, You know, you get that team ranked, and obviously it's a conference game. You're going to be up anyway. But nevertheless, New Mexico actually has been very solid away from the pit in Albuquerque. They won in Moraga against St. Mary's. They beat San Francisco, a pretty solid team, on a neutral. They won at Wyoming, even though Wyoming's way down this year, a lot of injuries for that team. They won, obviously, at Viejas, too, at San Diego State. So, I mean, you win at St. Mary's and you win at San Diego State. Those are two home run wins. I think New Mexico absolutely has a very good at-large profile. We'll see how many get in from the Mountain West. Mm -hmm. But if you're uh, the Nevada Wolfpack, this would be a home run win for you to say, hey, we've got a good at-large profile, too, as these teams – are just shooting them from all over the place in 19 to 18 we're just about to reach the under 12 timeout so this well ahead of uh, the total pace i think they had closed like 147
1: i'm looking at bracket matrix right now and it's a collection of all the bracketology sites and gives you kind of an average of where the team is projected to be seated and new mexico right now is currently an 8 seed so that'd be like as and now they're they're probably projected to win their conference but even if they don't win the conference and they go in at yeah. large that's a pretty high praise there for Mountain West team to be a, a single digit seed here without being a conference winner. And it's really.
4: a, and it's a good league too. Uh, yeah. San Diego State. I think that the, the league's getting at least 3. Mm-hmm. Maybe they get 4, but I think 3 is probably the safe number. Uh uh Boise State obviously has been yep. very good. Utah State I think is kind of a return to what we thought they're 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 absolutely a, a nightmare to try to play at their place utah state 16 and 4 so you've got san diego state right now 15 and 4 uh boise 15 and 5 new mexico 18 and 2 utah state 16 and 4 nevada 15 and 5 unlv after that hot start they were 10 and 0 they've kind of fallen back to earth as uh they're now 1 and 6 in the mountain west they are 12 Ooh. and 7 they were 10 and 0 yeah, they to start the season but maybe played a little bit above their skis and uh you know, now are near the bottom with Wyoming. We know Wyoming; they've had a lot of injuries. Hunter Maldonado has been in out. Graham E.K. has not played. Remember, this Wyoming team made the NCAA tournament as mm-hmm. an at-large. They had to play uh, Indiana in the uh, play-in game in Dayton, or I call it the play-in game. I know that's not the official term. No, First what four, that, or whatever yeah, it's that's called. That's what
1: we should call it, the play-in. It game. is,
4: it is, because that's, what that's what where is. Indiana was, and that's where they deserved to be last year. Yeah, so we're, uh, we're, not,
1: we're not cutting tournament bonus checks for people that play in the
4: yeah, I, I know, and it still not counts as that. an official win is in the NCAA tournament (laughs) but yeah you're starting to see separation in this Mountain West between those big five that I mentioned and then the other half of the league Colorado State's had some injuries this year too they've really struggled two and six so far in conference play
1: Boise State right now is a 10 seed according to bracket matrix so yeah you have three teams San Diego State is currently a seven New Mexico an eight then Boise State is a 10. So we're, we're going to start getting closer and closer to, to talking brackets and bracketology oh, yeah. and all that stuff. So it's something to keep in mind whether you're betting on these well, futures or anything like that just to see what the path might and be. I,
4: and I'm glad that you brought that up because one of the things that I think bettors are going to start reading that stuff – you're going to, if you're watching uh, the worldwide leader up there in Bristol, hmm. you're going to start to see Mr. Lenardi on during more games. Oh, yeah. Joe, where do you have this? Or what's <laughs> this situation? Or who's the first team out? Or the, the last four in? Or whatever. Yeah. And you're going to start to see that. One thing to keep in mind, and this is when you get into late February when that kind of starts getting more coverage and start mattering, and then obviously into early March and into the conference tournaments. All that stuff, the guys behind the counters, they read all that stuff. They read all the bracketology and stuff too. So you're already going to be paying a tax on some of these numbers. So don't just say, well, Joe Lenardi says they got a win to get in. They know that. So you're going to pay for it if 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 that's a case in a certain situation. So they're going to put a tax in that number. So just because you're ahead of that, don't 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 think that those guys
1: behind the counter are ahead of the curve
4: necessarily on that.
1: And we always quote Chris Andrews when he says "must win" must mean that it must not be very good. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, know. because look, these are these are the bubble teams. I yeah. mean, you know,
4: you've already got sixty-eight teams. People want to put ninety in. Uh, you know, they keep wanting to put more and more because all these coaches want their bonuses and whatnot. So they're like, man, it's so hard to get in the NCAA tournament. It's really not. I was going to say, I was like, it's, it's really not. not. Look, it, it's already watered down anyway. And I say this that I like it because of the automatic bids from the conference tournament, because there are some conferences that wouldn't get a team in at large. Now I like that. I like championship week when you get these mm-hmm. one bid leagues, you know? So I don't want to disinclude the SWAC or yeah. the MIAC or the Northeast conference or the Atlantic sun. I don't want to, you know, I love those teams getting in and getting a yeah. bid because those conference tournaments matter so much. But, you know, Chris is right. when you brought that quote up in terms of the fact must win means, you know, you put yourself in position in the first place mm-hmm. because we're talking about, I mean, and and I always say this, we're talking about the right to play for the national championship here in college basketball. Not everybody earns that opportunity over the season. no Out of the 300 and God, I don't even know how many. Six, three, three, is 63? it 363? Yep. Okay, I was going to say 365, but there's track. a lot of them and, you know, they're adding more and more every single year to Division one college basketball, but yeah, I mean, this is supposed to be for the best of the best or somebody that's at least accomplished something, you know, that won maybe one of those low-major conference tournaments. So that's what you want to reward here. Uh, uh, meanwhile, back to Waco. Kansas has not scored in over three minutes, and uh, uh, they they are not in very good stead early. It is 18 to is 18-7. I'm going to be interested to see because it's like, where's the offense going to come from? Only Jalen Wilson because Grady Dick, of course, now out with two fouls. So, this is where Kevin McCuller, the Texas Tech transfer, has really got to step up here. 18-7, to 7, uh, you know, you're, you could be on the verge of getting run out by these guys. So, I'll be interested to see how long if Self just automatically benches Grady Dick for the rest of the first half or if he says, man, I got to put this guy in because we need to generate some offense.
1: At what point would you feel comfortable stepping in and maybe playing Kansas? I know you have your pre-flop bet, but if you did not have one, what point do you think that it would be the best to step? Because right now it looks like they're in a buzzsaw. Yeah, yeah, big.
4: I was going to say there may not be a point. But, you know, number-wise, perhaps double digits, yeah. you know, when that happens. Because the books aren't going to adjust that much because they're going to anticipate a KU run here. But 18-7 to 7
1: here, 12-18 left to go not going well for the Jayhawks who come in losing two in a row yeah the Jayhawks are currently eight and a half point dogs on the live number total sitting at 147 and a half Baylor out to an 18 to 7 lead you can get Kansas plus 320 on the money line if you're interested we'll be back with more on the other side as Visa live bet today
4: VSim live bet tonight with Femi Bevafay and Wes Reynolds live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSim, the sports betting network.
1: Football fans with conference championships this weekend, it is time to check out Bet Rivers. You could win up to ten thousand dollars in bonus money instantly by playing our exclusive Bet Rivers squares this football season. Place a ten dollar or more in qualifying bets, and you get a square on the house. If the numbers on your square match the final score of the game, you win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligible bonus and credit use, full terms and condition available at BetRiverSquares.com. Welcome back. This is v Live Bet Tonight. Femi at BetFay alongside Wes Reynolds hanging out here downtown Las Vegas. Um, Wes, I'm wearing all black today as I mourn the loss of my uh, (laughs) beloved Dallas Cowboys yesterday afternoon to the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, you know, you Frustrating afternoon slash evening for me.
4: I know not the, <laughs> not the proper result that you wanted, but I will disagree with a lot of the Twitter sphere. I thought that was the best playoff game of the weekend. Same. And I didn't think it was close. <laughs> it was not close. I, I mean, yeah, you know, and that's the thing I, I kind of remarked to. I was like, hey, kids, uh, you may not know this, because if you just started watching football like in the 2000s or whatever, this is something they call defense. <laughs> This is good Honestly. defense, and this is an official aiding crew that's going to let these guys play a little bit of defense. Uh, and uh, look, a uh, competitive game. Uh, San Francisco gets it done. Uh, blame a lot of blame to go around. Uh, you know, yeah. most of it, I think, I think for that quarterback uh, yesterday. Who just, he was uh, bad. He did not come up big when he needed to. Now, I think, I think seventy-one year old man men throwing jerseys and waist scans is a little bit of an overreaction. But I think criticism of Dak yeah. is fair.
1: Yeah, no, th- th- we're not going to have the theatrics of a no. 71-year-old man. But uh, yeah, Dak, was, he, he was bad in the biggest game of the year. And, and that was it was the exact opposite of what we saw Monday night against Tampa, where he was dialed in, played his best game of the season. Now, clearly, it's a step up in competition from a defensive side of the ball. But uh, it, it, they just needed him to be okay. If he just played a C-plus game, the mm-hmm. Cowboys would have won. And, and he was worse yeah. than that. And that's not yeah, what you because, want. Yeah, because look, uh, they, they,
4: Dan Quinn had the good plan for uh, yeah. Brock Purdy, you know, and Brock Purdy struggled, but he hung in there. And, you know, that's what you expect, uh, you know, out of a good game plan. Where I thought San Francisco had a good game plan, it just got neutralized, mm-hmm. really. So, uh, uh, two good defenses matched up. It is San Francisco moving on to play Philadelphia in the NFC title game.
1: I'm glad that you brought up the fact that you thought that was the best game of the weekend by far? Because I think anybody with eyeballs, if you know what you're looking at with football, that was clearly the best game. It reminded
4: me of the football that I watched growing up. And look, I don't mind a shootout every now and again, but I I like a good defensive battle too. And that's what it was. A little
1: bit of mixture of both, I think, is what you need in football. But the defenses, they were so damn fast and physical on the field from both the Niners and the Cowboys. It was hard-nosed, like, physical football, which is what playoff games should be. They're supposed to be kind of messy yeah. on offense and then yeah. be just physical and stuff like that it's not supposed to be a clean and, game and, and, I, and i thought i time. thought
4: by and large the officiating crew let him play yeah you know of course it was bill vinovich on the game now that wasn't his because they mix and match by the way the yeah. officials so it's not necessarily just your crew no so different line judges different side judges different umpires but there were times where there were a couple flags through in the phone and there was a conference like we don't call that BS, fellas. Yeah. I'm Bill Vinovich. <laughs> I don't call that crap.
1: Pick up the flag, move yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, Vinovich says, I don't want any flags on my record. Uh, no. <laughs> for me. But, uh, yeah, I think I think at the end of the day, though, and we'll talk more about what we saw from the weekend coming up in hour number three, but at the end of the day, I, I do believe we have the four best teams in football left.
4: I would agree, season. and I got to give credit to Cincinnati, and I know we're going to yeah. get into oh, this yeah. more in depth later, but – Cincinnati, I think, proved that they belong. I know uh, uh, Dustin Swiedelson, a producer of All the Money, also a host here on VEASAN, was saying, when does Zach Taylor get some respect? And he got mine. He got yeah. some of mine. And what really I respect about Cincinnati, this is one of the cool things. This obviously doesn't have much to do with the betting or what we saw yesterday. I like what the Bengals have started to do. Have you, have you seen the, like, the tweets and the videos players and coaches including zach taylor <laughs> take autographed footballs. all oh, the game balls yes to to local bars and restaurants in the yeah. greater cincinnati area i was like that's the way to build goodwill at the community because that community's seen a lot of losing football in that town in, in cincinnati in the queen city and that's a way to get them on board with what you're doing that is very very smart and more teams should do that. And these are probably bars and restaurants, too, that maybe don't spend any money with the team, mm-hmm. you know, that don't have a skybox or don't have a suite or right. aren't a sponsor. It
1: look like local watering holes. Exactly. <laughs> that's and and like.
4: that's what you need to do because I think a lot of teams, I remember, you know, when I worked with, with uh, in Pacer Sports and Entertainment, yeah, we would give you autographed Larry Bird basketballs and autographed Larry Bird jerseys when you were, you know, freaking bought, like, courtside tickets or something or yeah. you had a suite or some kind of premium seating. You know, they weren't going to do it for the folks in the $8 seeds uh, up in the higher concourse, but that's how you build goodwill with the community, and more teams ought to take that example. I, I, I like what Cincinnati is doing. When do
1: you think, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on this, when do you think the betting market is going to start to respect Cincinnati on the level that it respects Kansas City and Buffalo?
4: Maybe maybe this week. Uh, it might be cons- this week. Considering uh, you're starting to see Cincinnati as a favorite. Now, a lot of that is because of the uh, – the ankle of one Patrick Mahomes, which yeah. is going to be, that's going to be the, the topic A this week, clearly in the uh, conference championship round, much like the Cincinnati offensive line. Their demise was greatly exaggerated because they mm-hmm. kicked Buffalo's butt in the trenches.
1: Yeah, because I was looking at some of the odds for next year's Super Bowl, and I was just peeking around just to see, all right, let's see if, if the, the Bills are still rated highly like they've been heading into this season, how they were at the end of last season as well. I think from a power rating standpoint, they were probably the best team in the league, according to the numbers last year and this year, but it hasn't come to fruition. We've seen them get bounced in the divisional round now, Mm back-to-back seasons. And I looked at the odds for next year's Super Bowl. And I think Buffalo and Kansas City were like co-favorites around six to one and Cincinnati was around 10 to one. And and that that runs contrary to what we've seen over the last couple of playoffs, where Burrow and the Bengals have been the team. And and playoff games, the other one-off situations, and you shouldn't base everything off the playoffs, but, I mean, it's again to the point of, like, what more can, do they have to do, <laughs> Right? You know, you know? Right, you know, to
4: credit <laughs> Cincinnati, you know, and, and and really what they've done, and obviously, they got one of the best quarterbacks in the league, uh, when you're talking about, you know, we were talking about, and that's been the topic, really, of all of sports radio today, is Dak an elite quarterback? I don't think he is, no. when you compare him to the Burrows and the yeah. Mahomes and Allen and Herbert and those guys. No, he's not there. He's very good, but mm-hmm. he's not quite that level. Uh, I mean, Joe Burrow is absolutely that level, and you've got one of the better receiving cores in the league. You can run the ball. You play very good defense. I mean, I know, I know it was weather, but it was weather for the road team too. Yeah, Buffalo looked all kind of out of kilter offensively. Yeah, just just looked absolutely. Uh, I, I I was that uh, that was the surprise to me. Not that necessarily Cincinnati won the game; they were certainly perfectly capable, but. How bad Buffalo looked, like I thought they looked dreadful. It was you—you it was, you, you knew that the, that the game was over. I mean, you, mm. you just knew it. They were just Cincinnati got to that lead, and it was going to be all she wrote.
1: It was no fluke or anything because I think last year in the playoffs, people kind of you could poke holes in some of Cincinnati's wins last year in the playoffs. Like, okay, hey, Raiders kind of botched the end of the game, or the Titans Tannehill threw three picks, or the Chiefs they were up twenty-one to three, then they had that weird play at the end of the first half, which kind of got things rolling in the other direction. Like, there was weird ways that you could have poked holes. Can't do that after what we saw yesterday.
4: No, <laughs> that was no, not, minute, not minute at one, all. Yeah, minute one to minute six. We keep waiting for the other shoe to drop. It might not be dropping on Cincinnati as they cover and, uh, win another one, uh, really quickly here, by the way, this is not going to get tipped off for about an hour in Sacramento, but, uh, Ja Morant, not going to play for the Grizzlies tonight. Okay. So, money, you know, the lines are starting to move. And now you're seeing the Sacramento Kings up as high as three, and I believe even three-and-a-half-point favorites at BetMGM. So, uh, no Ja Morant in the nightcap in the NBA tonight.
1: Is it just no Ja or no Ja and others as well?
4: Yeah, I'm looking to see if there are others. Ja is battling a little bit of, little bit of an ankle issue, but he's going to sit out tonight. Steven Adams, by the way, also not going to go. Okay. He, he, he was wanting to go on Friday night with <laughs> Shannon Sharp, and Shannon Sharp's very fortunate that maybe he, <laughs> yeah. that didn't happen. But Danny Green, uh, also questionable with the knee injury. So uh, Sacramento looking uh, like a relatively clean bill of health on that side.
1: Oh. We've seen the Grizzlies play really well without Ja Morant before, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they've been used to it after last year. I mean, they won
4: a and, big run. And, and this ja. is a good team. This is not, oh, we're playing Sacramento. You know, let's mail it in here. Sacramento, 26 and 19. Mm-hmm. I think I think they're still fourth in, in the West right now, if I look. Yeah, out. they're, yeah, they're third, actually. Third in the West. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike Brown, to me, is the early favorite or should be for NBA Coach of the Year. Yeah,
1: I know his name is being taught like Joe Mazzulla, the Celtics coach after what they he would probably inherit, be yeah. the favorite. But Mike
4: Brown, yeah. I think is right there.
1: Exactly. Like I I did not expect Sacramento to be the three seed and there's still a lot of time left to go. We're not even at the all-star break, but uh, the Kings have been one of the better stories in the league this season. They're 26 and 19, although they did lose their last game. But we'll see if they can get back on the right side against a Memphis team that comes into town 31 31- and 15. We'll handicap that game in full coming up in this next segment. Also, an update from Waco. Bill Self did put Grady Dick back on the floor mm-hmm. despite having the two fouls as the Jayhawks trail by 11 under eight minutes to play in the first half in Baylor. We'll be back with more on the other side. It's Vison live bet tonight.
4: Wes Reynolds live from the Circus Sportsbook on VCN, the Sports Betting
2: Network. If
1: you're looking for a betting edge on football's big game, the VCN experts have you covered. Become a VCN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. V-CIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VCN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive, betting reports, VCN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Don't miss out on this limited-time offer. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only nine ninety nine. dollars 99 That's V-S-I-N slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is v Sin Live Bet Tonight. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Femi Abebefe. We're hanging out at the Circa Resort and Casino. Baylor leads Kansas thirty five twenty four. 24 about 440 left to go. In the first half, uh, Baylor's LJ Cryer boy, Mm -hmm. it's been on fire tonight 16 points, four or five from three point range so far. Here, as uh, the Bears have got the crowd going, they got everybody into it here with this 11 point advantage so far in this game.
4: Yeah, and you mentioned Grady Dick, they had to put him back in. Kansas did, uh, with two fouls, uh, Mm -hmm. did hit a three. Jalen Wilson with 10 so far for the Jayhawks, but. You just look, uh, uh, Kansas actually is shooting a better percentage, not getting very many shots, though. Baylor has 29 shot attempts, and Kansas only has 17. So, you know, a lot of one and dones. Uh, Baylor's got eight offensive rebounds already to Kansas's two. So, Baylor owning the glass. Largest lead was 13. They are currently up uh, 11. So, I any of your bill self, it's like, okay, let's get this to single digits and then we feel like this is not exactly insurmountable. Is Grady Dick going to go to the line for two here? 35-25 to 25 now, 426 left to go in the first half. Meanwhile, up in Reno at the Lawler Event Center, New Mexico gets a bucket here, 41-38. to 38, uh, Wolfpack going to get the last shot of the first half as this has been absolutely up and down from the very start.
1: Would you say if Kansas is able to get this a single digit lead as it is right now, would would that classify as weathering the storm? I think so.
4: Game? I think so, especially if you can get it to seven or less, you know. Mm-hmm. But you still feel like you're in, you're into it if uh, you know you can get the single digits and knowing that you know you're not really playing good basketball right now. And Grady Dick sat as Kansas just L.J. Crier. I think that was that Crier again. Yeah. It was. Five of seven from three tonight. <laughs> Already nineteen points as 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 the band is even stunned for the uh for the Baylor Bears. But I uh, mean
1: what he just did with that little He just
4: threw it in there. I mean, that was just like a little through the legs crossed. That was like and a, a y- YOLO,
1: like, whatevs, I'm just I'm throwing it up. I mean he looked like Damian Lillard. Yes. <laughs> like I'm like that that's not the movie made is something that you don't see uh, unless you're watching the NBA. Mm-hmm. Like
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean you you usually at the college level don't get that kind of freedom to take those shots. Uh meanwhile, uh we'll get a halftime line momentarily up in
1: Reno, forty three to thirty eight Wolfpack over the Lobos. Getting points up there in Reno. Yeah,
4: easily went over what was the what was the first half total? Sixty nine and a half. Nevada laid two in the first half, so favorite and over, get it done.
1: There you go. So the Wolfpack out to a pretty solid start here. Um so yeah, cuz I'm I'm trying to gauge whether I want to get involved with Kansas here but man it, it Baylor that environment I get worried now going into the locker room I think self will have whatever pep talk that he wants to mm-hmm. give you know I mean these coaches they come up with all sorts of stuff but it, it just feels like Kansas like, like it's hard to envision them losing three straight but this might be just the perfect storm here where Baylor just doesn't miss and then the atmosphere kind of takes yeah. over. Like, is it, a, is it a fool's errand to, to bet Kansas in game?
4: I don't know about that as of yet, even though uh, KU uh, has lost the last two years at Baylor uh, yeah. down there in Waco uh, by eight last year or eight, two years ago, and then by 10 last year. So, you know, I ain't really, it really, you know, depends on the number you're getting because. I don't know if they're going to get far away enough. Cause like when you're saying, okay, what's your target number? I'm going to be like, well, I think, you know, around double digits around 10 or 10 and a half would certainly, I think merit a look, but all of a sudden Baylor, they were Oh, and three to start the big 12. Then they went for uh, uh, win a, when a five point game, a close one at West Virginia, beat Oklahoma state, win at Texas tech, win at Oklahoma. See, so I kind of thought, I don't know, man, maybe this is the spot, you know, uh, uh, with, uh, with Baylor, that much of a favorite. Baylor, by the way, number two in adjusted offensive efficiency. This is a team that obviously takes a lot of threes. And when you have LJ Cryer, there's a good reason why. Thirty-one per- or 31st in the country, they take 45% of their shots from beyond the arc. And it has absolutely been all LJ Cryer. LJ Cryer, I think, shooting 39% on the year. Adam Flagler is at 45%. Keontae George at about 36%. But... Yeah, they, they had the freedom to throw them up there, and they're certainly doing
1: so. Yeah. Did you say freedom or threedom?
4: Yeah, freedom, yeah. Sometimes uh, I, was, I, was I like get the, my little speech impediment oh, there, I, I, I free you, three.
1: I, I thought you were doing like a, like a pun. I was no. like, oh, threedom, okay, I see what you're doing. No,
4: no I I, I unintentionally should... uh, ran into that one, I was
1: going to say, we should make that like a thing, the freedom. when <laughs> you got the, they, green, they, the they, green light.
4: They, they do have the fr- the freedom, I should <laughs> yeah. say, yeah. Right now, I'm
1: getting, now I'm getting all caught. I know. <laughs> it's, uh, we're just – we're three of them fighters around here. Um, But, yeah, it's 38-28 to 28 right now. They're the Jayhawks. If they lose this game, do you get concerned with them going forward? Or do you think that, hey, this is just a little rough patch and they hit a little bit of turbulence uh, on, on the way to the end of the regular season? But, man, because three straight, mm-hmm. we don't typically see that from Bill Self teams. And I know that the Big 12 is a difficult conference, so it's not – if you lose three straight games, it shouldn't be a massive surprise. Right. I guess when you're Kansas, it kind of still, I
4: I, I think perhaps a little bit of both here because you don't want to overly panic necessarily because Mm -hmm. this would drop them to five and three and move Baylor up to five and three, the leader right now, of course, Kansas state at six and one who, you know, despite they got down early at Texas tech uh, and I actually went against K state on Saturday after that court storm win over KU, their arch rival. And Jerome Tang and the guys figured it out and they were able to pull away from uh, Texas tech there at the end. But uh, it's not a cause for, I think absolute panic. It's a cause at least for some mild concern. Mm -hmm. I think if you lose three in a row, of course this weekend, by the way is the big 12 sec challenge. So you're getting big 12 against sec. I think Baylor plays Arkansas and Kansas travels to Lexington to play. And all of a sudden a somewhat resurgent Kentucky, Who's won a couple in a row and has looked a lot better when you've really watched him. But look, I, I mean, I I never, you know, that's I know it's a cliche, but the road to the Big Twelve title always goes through Lawrence, and 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 I don't necessarily think that that's going to change anytime soon. But you know, certainly will be at least a little bit of cause for uh,
1: some concern. Well, they're catching seven and a half right now. Total sitting at one fifty four and a half. We'll keep our eyes on this game and keep tabs of it. Of course, we'll get to a second half line coming up in hour number two. But right now, we do have the second half market starting to populate just a little bit between New Mexico and Nevada. Wolfpack up 43 to 38. I'm seeing in some off-the-grid places, and now it's populated everywhere here where we're sitting at Circa and other places around uh, the town that Nevada, a half-point favorite with a total sitting at 77. Circa appears to be the market low on the total at 75-and-a-half.
4: I mentioned that uh, New Mexico has arguably the worst rim defense in the Mountain West Conference, and mm-hmm. it's bearing fruit here, at least in the first 20 minutes up at the Lawler Event Center. Two of 12, by the way. Nevada is from three-point range, and yet they still scored 43 points <laughs> and only shot five, three, five foul shots. Man. So they're, they're, they're getting to the basket on it's this. Like this New Mexico team does not necessarily have a lot of size. They live in the mid-range, you know, they have a couple small guards and, you know, mid-sized wings, but you can absolutely pound them down low, and you're seeing Nevada with Will Baker, they've got a big man down there, and they're absolutely pounding the Lobos, uh, Will Baker, I believe, uh, by the way, 15.7 of 8 from the floor, so... I'm going to hang on right now to I basically got Nevada essentially money line because I have it parlayed with Southern who mm-hmm. leaves Mississippi Valley State, one of the worst teams in Division one basketball by eight at the half. So I'm not I'm just I'm letting it I'm letting it loose a little bit here. Small lean to the under, though, mm-hmm. as I'm starting to see seventy-seven and a half, What is that? 158 and a half. This closed about 148. That's right where my yeah. numbers made it. If I play anything in the second half, it's going to be the under.
1: I do get concerned, though, if Nevada was able to do all of that 43 points without shooting it well from three and without living at the free throw line. That
4: eventually that they're going to have some positive regression.
1: Or, or just that New Mexico just can't get stops. Yeah. <laughs> it might just be the Ole defense throughout the entire second half. Now, maybe, maybe Nevada's the side in the second half to lay that half point and just needing the Wolfpack to win by six here, I, if you can't get stops, I and mean, I know Nevada's not that stellar either on defense because New Mexico shot the ball, shot the ball pretty well, mm-hmm. but if New Mexico were to drop off a little bit there and get a little bit of regression, I think Nevada extends this lead. Now, maybe I'm going to take, a, I'm gonna take a, some time over the break to think about this, but Nevada laying a half might be the side here. In the second half. That does it for hour number one. Hour number two, we'll continue to talk second half markets in New Mexico, Nevada. We'll also get you the second half market in Kansas and Baylor, and get you caught up on what's going on in the NBA.